0: self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world wrestling is still real to him and he is here to keep good wrestling alive he is the host of snug wrestling podcast the one the only edgar Avila. it is that time again folks welcome 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 back to snug wrestling podcast with me your host edgar Avila and today is all about AEW collision from Saturday September 9th and I actually took the time to watch this episode of collision from top to bottom this weekend because I haven't done that in a while it feels like I haven't talked about AEW collision in quite some time because it's so hard to keep up with all of these wrestling shows especially on the weekend especially when you have family the weekend Weekends are usually spent having a good time and not watching wrestling, because I do enough of that already, especially during the week. But luckily, I managed to find the time to watch AEW Collision, and I get to talk about it with you guys today. I appreciate everyone that's been hitting me up on my social media. If you haven't, please do so at Snug Wrestling. I've been uh, trying to start this new trend on my social media where I post about most memorable moments in wrestling when it comes to wwe i've only been doing wwe because that seems to be the most memorable moments are from wwe tv especially from the casual wrestling fans that don't really watch wrestling nowadays anymore but they did in the past and they're slowly trying to get back into watching it so be on the lookout for those posts and those reels that i've been sharing on my social media they're really fun moments uh, i posted about chris jericho return in 2000 seven to wwe the big boss man interrupting the big show's funeral triple h dressed as kane at katie's funeral and a lot of good stuff the stone cold steve austin and booker t grocery store bra and much much more and it's been fun to go back and watch those videos and get to share those moments with everyone again and what are your guys' most memorable moments in wrestling it doesn't have to be all wwe so let me know give me some ideas and i'll be happy to uh post some videos about it and um spark up some conversations but in other news yes it's that time to go over the news segment here at snug wrestling so let's get into that The topic in today's news segment is more AEW pay per views. Yes, during this episode of Collision, two more pay per views have been announced. I'm still recovering from the last two pay per views that we saw from AEW, not just financially, but mentally and emotionally and physically, because I'm still tired from watching all that goddamn wrestling from AEW and all of those matches. Man, the AEW has so much programming going on and now we're going to get two more pay-per-views wrestle dream has been announced october 1st and this is the pay-per-view that is paying homage or paying a tribute to antonio anoki and one of the matches have been announced for this pay-per-view already but we'll get into the match later on and this wrestle dream pay-per-view is going to be taking place october 1st and shortly after the month later november 17th is going to be full gear 2023 so we have pretty much two more back-to-back pay-per-views from AEW. another 100 in pay-per-view events that a lot of people are going to be spending on which is a lot of money in my opinion i don't know how you guys feel about it but AEW went from having a couple pay-per-views a year and now this year they've had a total of seven pay-per-views in 2023 AEW Revolution in March AEW Double or Nothing in May Forbidden Door in June All In in August All Out this month in September October Wrestle Dream and November 18th Full Gear Wait is it the 18th or the 17th? I believe it's the 17th but still 7 pay-per-views in one year I'm pretty sure this is a first for AEW to do this many pay-per-views and holy shit man this seems like a lot of wrestling by AEW i wasn't really a big fan of the matches at all in or all out a lot of people were really hyped up especially about the all out pay-per-view saying that it was the best pay-per-view ever i think that is a long shot to call these pay-per-views the best ever i don't know about all that wrestle dream because it's a tribute to antonio inoki there's going to be a lot of people from new japan it's going to be a forbidden door 2.0 it's going to be full of matches with a bunch of people from japan that a lot of the american fans aren't very familiar with like myself one of the matches like i mentioned before was already announced and i can't really say that i'm looking forward to it but we'll get into more details about that later on so let me know are you guys excited about these next two pay-per-views let me know what you guys think at snug wrestling that's it for the news let's get into aew collision aw collision saturday september 9th, started off with an open challenge for the international championship john moxley versus action andretti again another open challenge match john moxley wrestled ar fox now he's wrestling action andretti and his next match has already been announced versus big bill and there was a funny meme going around on the internet that john moxley is just going through the roster in alphabetical order and we've been seeing a lot of open challenges going around with the tbs championship ftr is also going to be having an open challenge but we'll get into that later on as well so john moxley he comes out he does his entrance through the crowd and just the way that john moxley walks in the arena this guy i don't know who does john moxley think he is does he think he's like the sandman with the entrance a lot of people think that john moxley that this guy is the best wrestler in the world even brian danielson brian danielson went on record and said that john moxley is the best wrestler in the world highly highly debatable i don't see it not now i don't see it not when this guy was dean ambrose and i'm not gonna see john moxley as the best wrestler not ever and john moxley here he's going up against action andretti a guy that AEW tried to get over by putting him over chris jericho randomly i believe action andretti in his debut match beat chris jericho and that was AEW's way to try to get this new guy over but i think it's safe to say that that was a flop that did not work action Andretti is still not over and this was also john moxley's first ever match in AEW collision john moxley was a wednesday night wrestler during the cm punk era here at collision and i'm starting to miss punk already it's not even funny how different this show feels already with CM Punk being gone, not even a couple weeks, and I'm sorry, but this match, this opening match, was not very good. I mean, Action Andretti, his chops were looking weak. His drop kicks didn't connect. The dives that Action Andretti was doing outside of the ring were off. John Moxley had to sidestep tremendously to catch this guy, but John Moxley ended up submitting Action Andretti, as we all pretty much expected, and he retained in this open challenge roger strong he had a video package and roger strong he's still heartbroken that a guy that he used to call his brother is calling someone else his brother and i'm like bro i have two brothers i'm not gonna go up to one of my brothers and be like hey you can't call our other brother a brother now i know roger strong and adam cole aren't shoot brothers but still i mean this whole ex-friend crazy ex-girlfriend gimmick roger strong is going for is getting kind of kind of weird i'm starting to think maybe Roger Strong has a little bit stronger feelings than Adam Cole than we all think. Speaking of open challenges, Chris Statlander versus some girl named Robin. And instead of calling this an open challenge, they should just call it this random match with no angle because we don't know what else to do and are too lazy to book anything good with these matches. Statlander is going up against another random girl I've never seen before. The girl outside ringside, I've never seen her before either. Either and this TBS championship, this title reign with Chris Statlander is introducing a lot of new talent. Last week Statlander fought versus Emmy Sakura. This week is some girl named Robin. Statlander ended up retaining, and there was an afterbirth where the two random heel girls attack Statlander. Jade Cargill returns for the save, and everyone thought Jade was uh gonna help out Chris Statlander here as a babyface, but Jade ends up attacking. Chris Stantlander and I'm actually glad to see Jade back not because I think Jade is a great wrestler or because I miss seeing Jade in AW because honestly I didn't and I was never really a big fan of Jade's work in the ring or her promo skills I mean she looks cool she looks like a badass but that's about it but at least we're gonna see a feud with this TBS title with Chris Stantlander versus someone that we actually know versus someone that we actually recognize Recognize instead of these random girls that Chris Statlander has been going up against these past few weeks. And then we get more interviews. Ruby Soho is pissed off at Tony Storm. Soraya is defending her title at Grand Slam versus the winner of a four way Eliminators match. The interview after that was Eddie Kingston versus Claudio. Tony Schiavone looked awkward as fuck during this interview because this shit got real. Claudio doesn't remember what Eddie Kingston's problem is with him and pretends to be a better person, quote-unquote. But Kingston reminded all of us what really happened here. Claudio didn't want to do business with Eddie Kingston and then left to the land of make-believe, which for the people that don't live in the internet and that aren't living in the wrestling bubble 24-7, this translates to Claudio did not want to wrestle Eddie Kingston in the independents, then left to WWE. Both of these guys, they have championship belts because, of course, they do because it's AEW and everyone in AEW has a belt. Claudio is the Ring of Honor champion. Eddie Kingston, he's some type of champion in Japan, and both titles are going to be on the line for this match between Eddie Kingston versus Claudio. And the Bucks, they can learn a thing or two from these guys, from Eddie and Claudio. This issue, this situation was a shoot. This was a real life problem that really happened, and this goes back to when Claudio first joined AEW. Eddie Kingston was not happy about Claudio Claudio. claudio joining the company because of their past issues and look maybe they still haven't settled those issues maybe they're not ever going to but at least these two guys are going to be working together like two grown adult men and they're going to be giving us the fans a good match to look forward to up next we have the bullet club gold versus gravity aerostar and dios del inframundo the collision cowboy of the month gets tagged in hard rock juice robinson to a lot of booze and juice robinson he's so entertaining throughout this match he was shouting things in spanish like buenas noches and i hate lucha libre which was fucking great but again more random wrestlers in this show of collision more random wrestlers in these matches i mean we've seen gravity a few times before but the other two guys maybe they, they might be familiar in mexico or in triple a uh but not here uh not to these american fans at least not to the most of us juice robinson he ends up getting the pin during the end of this match this match turned into a really really fast high one 1000 mile an hour match the lucha guys they forgot or threw the tags out of the window after a while and they were just running in and out of the ring non-stop and throughout this whole entire match andrade was looking on from the back cj perry she She has a video package and she cuts a promo on her own husband. And now it looks like CJ Perry is feuding with her own husband. What is all that about? I have no idea. But we have another video package later on that kind of ties back to this. So we'll get into this a little bit more. We got a video package, a goofy video package by the Dark Order and another video package by the Acclaim announcing their world tour. The Acclaimed are the new Trios champions and they're going to be defeated defending all over the U.S. of A. And more random wrestlers on this A.W. collision. Ray Phoenix versus Angelico. The return in Angelico. Angelico was in A.W. when A.W. first started. And I haven't seen him since. And Angelico, he's this white guy with a spanish name that wrestles like a luchador and like i said random haven't seen him in a while but what about like maybe using the people that are already in your roster i mean where's wardlow you have people like him that are sitting at home and meanwhile we get angelico andretti and some guy named inframundo instead i don't know something's not right there ray phoenix wants to face john moxley but he's getting his ass kicked by angelico so that doesn't really make sense to me either Ray Phoenix ended up getting the win after a competitive match versus Angelico, some lucha guy that we haven't seen in a really, really long time. FTR, they have an interview and they also announced their open challenge. But at least this one makes a little bit more sense because FTR, they have beaten almost every tag team in AEW, including the Bucks at all in. So who else is left? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, Later on, it was announced the tag team that they're going to be facing is another tag team i believe they're from ring of honor i didn't even get their names to tell you the truth but at least we're gonna see ftr defend their championships next week in collision and the highlight of this whole entire show is Roderick strong versus darby allen this match was the best match of the night this match stole the show and this match made this aw collision worth it because darby allen was making his way to the ring and gets attacked by luchasaurus and christian but darby still makes it to the ring it's such a darby allen thing to do this guy he never gives up oh wait no that's uh john cena's catchphrase but you know what i mean and finally we get something with some teeth here something meaningful something entertaining we get a a heel versus a baby face the crowd is cheering for the baby face the crowd wants darby allen to win can darby allen pull this off and man this was such a great match the spot in the top rope in the corner was a perfect bump Darby Allen sold it. He sold the shit out of that bump. And man, that was wonderful. This was, again, my favorite match of the entire night. And then AR Fox ends up coming out to even out the odds because Roderick Strong was out there with his two friends. And the people are so pumped for this. This match was really fun. Roderick Strong and the boys, they attack Nick Wayne. AR Fox tries to help but accidentally hits Nick Wayne. Darby Allen goes for the coffin drop. Roderick Strong gets the knees up. And Roderick Strong gets the win win over Darby Allen wow I was not expecting Darby Allen to lose this match but he did Roderick Strong moves on to the next round of this tournament for the number one contender for MJF's triple B Willie Hobbs he has a video package and says this chapter is still unwritten this feud with Miro continues at least that's what it seems like so this whole thing that's going on with CJ Perry and Miro somehow Willie Hobbs He's still involved in all of that. So hopefully we get a match out of Willie Hobbs and Miro a rematch with these two guys. The first match was really good. So hey, bring it on. Let's keep that feud going. I'm all for that. Keith Lee has an interview and he was asked a question and his answer was indubitably. Keith Lee's advice to the colliders is run. I don't know how much of a threat you can sound like or you can seem like after using a word indubitably, but it looks like Keith Lee is gonna be part of the Saturday night wrestling show that is Collision. We get another video package, but this is a video package from Ring of Honor guys. So is Collision going to be the show where we're going to be seeing a lot more people from Ring of Honor. That's what it looks like. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, this is a W. This isn't Ring of Honor, but okay. Brian Danielson, his in ring interview with Tony Schiavone. And it is the big question. What is next? Danielson, just had a strap match versus Ricky Starks what is next for Danielson Danielson's career is running out of time he he has about one year left in his career it was a promise that he kept to his daughter his six-year-old daughter that when she turns seven Danielson is gonna slow down and Danielson is a man of his word but in the next year he's gonna go hard that was really exciting as a fan to hear if this is Danielson's last year this is gonna be the most epic year in Danielson career and i'm all for that i'm yes i'm thinking man this guy i wonder what he's gonna do in his last year and then he said he wants to fight versus zach zaber jr oh my god and i'm like no nah, never mind okay zach Zaver jr he has a cool name I'll give him that. His matches in AEW, his last match was at Forbidden Door, I believe, and it was a three-way match with Orange Cassidy and someone else, I can't remember who the third person was, and it was just not a good match, so what? we're expected to be excited to see Danielson fight Zack Zaber Jr., why, I don't fucking know, but this is supposed to be a big deal, and this match is going to be taking place at Wrestle Dream because Tony Khan thinks this is some type of dream match, and some multi-universe or some wrestling multi-universe or something i have no idea but that's what's next for brian danielson but it doesn't end there because ricky starks he interrupts and he says three words and his promo is already Fucking fire. He comes out to a lot of booze and says, I felt the same way when I landed here as well. Ice cold, Ricky. You're ice cold. Big Bill and Ricky Starks, they attack Danielson, and John Moxley comes out for the save. A lot of people are starting to think that this was john Moxley's baby face turn. So is John Moxley a baby face now? I mean, maybe he is, but I'm pretty sure they're still gonna be attacking people left and right like they always have been, they being the bcc But a lot of people have hopes that John moxley's a baby face especially because next week he's gonna be facing big bill in his hometown of cincinnati ohio ricky starks and big bill they beat up on john moxley and danielson and they're standing over the blackpool combat club but man i'm starting to feel bad for ricky starks man every time he seems to be climbing up that ladder there's something or someone or some reason that just knocks ricky starks back under hopefully we get to see ricky starks in one of these pay-per-view matches in one of these events versus someone good with a nice build up but we'll see what happens with Ricky Starks and the main event was Samoa Joe versus Penta JR the voice of wrestling he's in the building doing what he does best in the main event Samoa Joe he ended up submitting Penta Penta did a dive outside of the ring and fell into a table somehow where did that table come from I don't know but Penta goes through the table Samoa Joe throws him back in the ring in a very Moxley style with that chokehold that John Moxley beat Action Andretti with in the opening match in the same show so the way that the show started the, that finish was the same way that the show ended with the same exact finish both John Moxley and Joe won their matches in the same exact way Joe ends up moving forward to the next round and he's going to be facing Roderick Strong in the finals and we're going to find out who is going to be facing MJF for the championship. This is going to be an interesting final qualifying match because either way you slice this, it's going to be a good match versus MJF. If Roderick Strong wins, you're going to have MJF versus Roderick Strong and that storyline is going to be involved in the match with Adam Cole, the jealousy, the crazy ex-girlfriend vibes. Who is Adam Cole going to side with, Roderick Strong or MJF? So there's a lot of drama that can go into if Roderick Project Strong wins on the other side you have Samoa Joe someone that MJF has recently had a really strong feud with a lot of strong confrontations they've been going at it the big promo that ended up in a brawl on Wednesday night with Samoa Joe and MJF either way this is going to turn out to be a really good match for the championship but now that I think about it especially the way that AEW does his booking I'm going to make a prediction for this match and my my prediction is this match is somehow going to end up in a draw and it's going to be a three-way match between roger strong samoa joe and mjf simply for the fact that both of these guys have really good feuds they have really good angles with the champion mjf and i don't see tony khan or AEW picking one story and running with it i think they're going to go with both if that makes sense that is my prediction that was a w collision let me know what you guys think hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we will talk soon